Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. It is Monday, December 6th, 2021. And I know I've been away for three weeks, I believe. Um, but I've really been praying about reading the memoir as a testimony. And basically, I'm starting to realize that I have to, <clears throat> in order to make a cohesive story out of it, I have to read um, and give out like specific names and it's just too disjointed to not give like the specific names and the towns and, and I started doing that and I just I erased it not the memoir I mean the I deleted the <clears throat> the recording that I started over the weekend and after praying about it you know and I I'm so grateful for anyone who's listening who's hanging in there as you know it's really hard to talk about painful events in your life as if they're just another story um, it's near impossible and everybody has a story to tell. Everybody um, has either healed or thinks they've healed. And <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is, and I can't set any specific days. I want to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, because I, I drive to town on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays is the blog day. <clears throat> so... That's the goal, but you know, the enemy gets in there and then your own your own thoughts and your own self get in there and it's like you can't do this. You can't you know, it's just like oh. And so what I wanted to say and I don't know if I said it in the last episode or or the one before, the last 3 weeks I have really been searching the Lord on what's going on in my life. This year has been a Job year. Job, of course, um, in the Old Testament, the guy who I'm finding out was like, <clears throat> I discovered, he was, he was, you know, acting really self-righteous. And he was righteous in God's eyes. He was feeding the poor. He was... You know, lending a hand to everybody in town. He was very well respected. And he was he was living a righteous life, no doubt about it. He was. But, and I think it's in chapter 30, it says he was righteous in his own eyes as well. And so he needed a humbling. We all in our Christian walk need a humbling. I'm convinced of that, and the New Testament says that. Um, so over the years, I've gone through humblings, like everybody else. Um, this particular year being a Job year for me, <clears throat> I wish it wasn't, but it was. And it seems like it began actually in September of 2020, so... 15 months ago 
um, where I was really, really ill in September of 2020, after uh, six months of just unbelievable stuff the Lord was doing in my life in September, it, everything came to a screeching halt for two weeks. I was so sick. And the Lord told me, don't go to the doctor. You deal with it. You're up here. I have a, a nearby neighbor friend who would text me faithfully every day. He's not a Christian. Um, but, you know, but he's he's a good person. So I hate I hate to do that label. You know, nobody knows what, what's going on in the inside of a heart of a person. He's a very giving person. But he's kind of like, nah. You know, I don't, I don't really want to hear about, you know, all of the, all of the other stuff. You know, he chooses, he believes in God and he chooses to do God his own way. So anyway, faithfully <clears throat> texted me every single day. What, do you need anything? You know, and like the first day I was like, I don't have a thermometer and I'm too sick to go to town to get one. It's a 40 minute drive. And he said, I'll go, I don't have one either, but I'll go to the neighbors, borrow theirs and bring it over. He didn't care if he got sick. As a matter of fact, he said, I hope I catch what you have, be it the C word or whatever it is. Cause he said, if I catch it, then I'll be immune. You know, and neither one of us and most of my neighbors, you know, not going in for the V word because we don't believe in it, you know, we just don't. It's something that that was created at the same time or prior to the, you know, the worldwide P word that hit and we just don't trust it. We don't. It's man-made. I don't trust things that are man-made. So anyway, um, to each their own. So he texted me every day what do you need? I can run to the out to the interstate here at the truck stop and get you whatever. <clears throat> he wasn't one to run to town either. I was like, I could really use some juice or I could use this or I could use that. And he'd just go get it. So he checked on me every day and eventually I got better. But oh my gosh, I was so sick. Uh, yeah, I didn't even tell my kids. And I know that sounds wrong. But the Lord said, do not go in to the doctor or they will put you in the hospital. They will hook you up to a ventilator. And as we know, lots of people were dying on ventilators at that time. People I knew personally. All right. So let's get back to what I was talking about. From September until continuing to this day, I am still in a job experience. It has affected my health in other ways right down to the boils on the skin. I mean, it was, you know, um, I have been rejected by family during this past time. A few months ago, I had to block um, very close family members that, that don't live here, you know, not my kids or anything, but siblings and that sort of thing. I've had to block them because of extremely hurtful things they were saying and rumors they were spreading around the family. 
to like nieces and nephews and you know and I was like you know I don't they would ask me what my view is on things and I would tell them and they're you know and they were like oh no 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 and one even said no 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 you're you're not hearing from God and and the Lord said do you don't have to communicate with people who are hurting your Christian walk your your Holy Spirit led walk I'm not saying that person is not being led by the Holy Spirit I'm saying that there was contention and when there was contention in the New Testament, God stopped it. He just stopped it. You know, he had people go their separate ways. Nothing wrong with that. You know, if it hurts the body of Christ, it's better to cut off your arm, like the New Testament verse says, you know, than to hurt the body of Christ. <clears throat> so anyway, getting back to... Um, why I'm not going to continue reading the memoir. Um, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to read off names and locations and things like that. And that's where the story ended in the memoir. So what I will do is summarize. You're probably all like, Phew. thank God we had to sit through how many? And so what happened is, is me and Gary... We moved to Arizona. The Lord miraculously showed us the town to live in. I mean, miraculously. He pointed it out to me on a map. I showed it to Gary. We went to, um, we started out in Prescott and moved on from there. When we were in Prescott, there was, uh, <clears throat> we started out in a, RV park and in the RV park the owner was a Christian and you had to sign up for a month so this is right when we moved and uh, October of 1996 we pulled into his RV park and kids dressed up in costumes were walking around the park and so my kids looked at me, they were 11, 8, and 5, and they're like, Mom, what day is it today? And I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I think it's Halloween. They're like, ah, you know, because it's 6 o'clock at night, and we're setting up the RV. We had no idea what, what day it was. You know, there was no cell phones. And so we were just traveling. We knew we had left at the end of October. So we're like, okay, we'll hurry up and get the RV set up and then we'll find, we'll take you guys out to eat. See, you know, because I, like, I don't have costumes. I don't, I don't like Halloween anyway, you know, but um, so we took them to a local pizza hut and there was a church group there, just happened to be there with a bunch of kids. And so we sat at a nearby table, there was an arcade area in the Pizza Hut when they used to do that. And so the kids were like, can we go play arcades with the other kids? We're like, sure, go ahead. And none of them kids were dressed up. It was a church group, you know. And I know church groups dress up now, but um, 
And so that, that was it. And so the next day we started looking around. We had set up a pressure washing business. And I think I talked about that, how uh, we, had, we had come to that realization that that was going to be the business that we were going to do. And we were discovering that in Prescott it's, it's like foresty almost and they're like no that's you know we have EPA guidelines that are going to be like way too stringent so with the water use and so we're like okay well Prescott is in the deal and we had to put down a month deposit that was non-refundable well we didn't have money for that um so I went into the RV office and I talked to the owner Tom and I said, I, I know you said no refunds, and I know we've only been here a week, but we can't work here with the nature of our business. And I explained it to him. And he had like a sign or something on the wall that was like Christian-based. And I said, are you a Christian? And he's like, yeah, I am. And I said, oh, okay, well, I was just, I was just hoping you could understand, you know, and I don't, I'm not sure I didn't probably didn't come out that way. But he's like, you know what? I will refund it, but I want you to go get your husband and bring him in here. I'd like to pray for you guys. I was like, oh, cool, okay. So I went and got Gary, and we went back to the office, and Gary was kind of like, what? He's going to what? And I'm like, I know, this is a little Pentecostal-ish, um, which I had gone to a Pentecostal church. He, he didn't. He was like, oh, that's too weird. They're, like, dancing and speaking in tongues and whatever. So we went in there, <clears throat> the three of us, held hands in the guy's office and he prayed over us and he prayed over our journey and he said all right I'll cut you guys a check for the remaining three weeks so we're like wow cool thanks so from there we went over to Lake Havasu City and um he Gary got some work pressure washing over there but their water they draw from the lake there which comes out of the Colorado River, but it's at the bottom end of the Colorado River, and it's high in alkalinity, and it was not good. Like the the car lots and the people were like, "Can you can you get like a reverse osmosis system because this leaves spots on on windshields and things that you can't get off if you use the local water." So we're like, "Oh shoot, that's going to cost us." So then we checked out Kingman, and Kingman has really good water, good water supply at the time. I don't know how it is now. Excuse me, getting thirsty. And so we started working in Kingman. Well, and this is, we never left. Well, he and my sons never left. That business led into another business, which I won't talk about because it's pretty high profile and and they remained here well <clears throat> and I also worked in the business him and I started the business and then we eventually got the kids involved in it and um, so let's fast forward to around 2004 um, you know, we we were successful. We did the pressure washing for a while, then we got involved in this other business. And around 2004, um, the Lord started showing me things, and we started having trouble in our marriage. And things just started going downhill quickly. 
And here is where I don't, I don't want to start giving out harmful names and things like that. I'm sure you understand. Um, and in 2005, we separated. The Lord was showing me that there was something wrong in our marriage. We went to a marriage counselor, Christian marriage counselor, several times. And nothing was resolved. And so we separated for three months. Well, we got back together in 2005. And it was at that time we decided if we were going to save our marriage, we needed to um, attend a church. We needed to go to a church as a family. And so we did. And <clears throat> all of us being Christian, kids Christian, you know, and everything. And that's how we started to work on the problems in our marriage. Well, in 2006, um, I was praying to the Lord and I'm like, you know, the church thing is doing good. It seems like our marriage is going pretty good. But in order for us to, you know, really resolve things, because it just felt like things weren't resolved, you know, I was telling the Lord, I said, we, we, need the, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, I had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Evidence was speaking in tongues. That happened at a Pentecostal church when my oldest was a baby, like in 19... Let's see, he's born in 85, so 1986. I since lost the ability to speak in tongues because I didn't pursue it. But I still had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I was kind of wavering. I had gotten into periods of, like, drinking alcohol, and I was smoking cigarettes, and I was trying to cope with the business that we got into was a huge success. Oh, wow, right, you know? What a bummer. No, it ruined our marriage. It did. I once read recently that if you give Christians too much money, it will hurt their Christian walk. It That's a true statement. Don't pray to get rich financially. Don't. <laughs> you know, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, I could handle it. No. No. It's, you know, money is the root of all evil. Uh, but anyway, I'll just leave that there. And so... We were hugely successful, super busy. Weekends were, you know, we had Sunday off from the business, and that was it. <clears throat> and it was harming the family dynamic. Uh, my daughter really was harming her because it was, you know, it was more of a, a business that, she really didn't want a part of it wasn't really female oriented even though I had to work it as though I was a male it was a very strenuous um, masculine based type of thing but anyway and I felt I could handle it you know it would save us a lot of money if I did my part so um, then in 2006 we were at church one Sunday I had been asking the Lord, I, I need to see if um, Gary has the Holy Spirit. Because <clears throat> if he doesn't, then that, then that means sanctification is not taking place and we are not growing together. 
So I asked the Lord for a sign. And so we went to church that Sunday and when we were leaving, and we were, it was just, it was a Christian church. It wasn't Pentecostal. I think it was just non-denominational. Um, but they would lift their hands in praise. You know, it was a mixture of old school and Pentecostal-ish. And uh, as we were leaving, we were talking to the associate pastor's wife. And she just, she, you know, we, she was super friendly. And she asked Gary, she said, how did you become saved? And he started, re, you know, recounting the workings of God in his life before we met, which he actually got saved after we were married. But he said, God was with me even back then when he used to live in another state and miraculously the Lord worked in his life. It was just like, wow, that's cool. And Gary recounting the story started to laugh and cry at the same time. And he looked at me like, what's happening to me? Clearly the Holy Spirit was all over him. And I was just like, oh, praise God. Okay, we're going to be fine. And Gary looked at me and he couldn't finish the story. The story and the pastor's wife was just kind of looking at me like, okay, this is cute. <laughs> and um, she was very old school. And so she was like, okay, well, maybe you can finish the story another time. You know, and I was like, all right, yeah, I think we have to leave now. <laughs> He's not, clearly not going to get it together. And he just walked out shaking his head, laughing and crying at the same time. And we got outside and he was just like, what happened? And I'm like, that, my dear, was the Holy Spirit. And he used to get the, the chills through him when he was first saved, that the Holy Spirit was working. But I thought it had gone. And so he was just like, okay, well, I hope that never happens again. It was extremely embarrassing. And I said, I was the Holy Spirit working on you. And ever since then, he was really embarrassed by it. So he kind of was like, I, I really don't like that. You know, I look like a fool. You know, I'm, I'm becoming known in this town. We're running a successful business. And I, I really don't want that manifesting when I'm trying to, you know, you get, you get what I'm saying? So it was, it was kind of a rejection of the Holy Spirit but a rejection of embarrassing manifestations. And that's common among God's people. Um, you go to a church and you see someone slain in the spirit and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope that doesn't ever happen to me. That is super embarrassing. You know what I mean? And then there's others who just want it so bad to happen that they frenzy up and, and, and you know, so nobody knows. It's like, sometimes it looks like a manifestation of demons and sometimes it's just joy in the spirit. And who are we to judge? We go to church and like I just read in, this, in the book, I just finished reading the book, They Speak With Other Tongues, John Sherrill, first written in 1964. And I got an updated copy. Highly, 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 highly recommend it. If you're wondering anything about speaking in tongues, this is a classic. Um, they speak with other tongues, John Sherrill. But in that book, he was saying, you know, churches are praying and praying that the Spirit will manifest. And then when it does, they're like, no, that's not for me. That's <laughs> quite embarrassing. You know, and um, just yesterday, 
in in church. Um, I'm going to a Pentecostal church right now with my daughter and her husband. And we love that the Holy Spirit is active in the church and the, the pastor is like, please, Holy Spirit, visit us. He wants to see revival as Pentecostal. And, but it's not all this, uh, you know, jumping around and, and all this stuff. And this one gal, the Holy Spirit, really took hold of her. And she was speaking in tongues, kind of, sort of. Um, and she was shaking. And so some people are like, oh. And even my daughter said, that makes me uncomfortable. Because she doesn't want that to happen to her. You look like a fool. You know, I don't think the Holy Spirit ever intends for anyone to look like a fool. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit are supposed to be beautiful and attractive. And what was happening to this girl was out of anguish. And nobody but her and God knows what was going on there. And it was not attracting to some and to others, they might have been like, oh, I would like a touch from God like that. You know, who knows? Who really knows? So, um, so we left. But um, anyway, um, so I'm going to end here with this is how we're going to do it. I will just tell you of highlights that happened in my life. 2005, we got back together. 2006, the Holy Spirit came on him. Um, I had gone to a different job and then come back to the business. 2007 is where we will pick things up. You make a note of 2007. Um, I wanted just I wanted to just jump ahead, leave out names, places businesses, things like that. 2007 um, is when we bought the property up here. I ended up with Crohn's. I had to go back to the Fargo area for treatment. I'm making notes so I remember where to pick up. Um, went to my sister's house. Um, and a little bit of prophecy started popping up. And then in September, things exploded of 2007. So that's where we're going to, where we're going to pick it up. All right. I'm going to sign off. I don't want to make these too long, but thanks for hanging in there with me. I saw that there was, as of yesterday, six views on the last one. And I, I really don't want to bore anybody. I want to give glory to God. I want to give testimonies because testimonies is this, the word of our testimony is how we overcome, you know, verses like that. Um, <clears throat> and not to plug the blog because I, I don't make any money. I don't advertise. I don't whatever. But um, every Thursday I put a blog at professingchristians.wordpress.com. If you want to check that out, um, and I on the blog I just kind of go into 
you know, a little bit deeper into the Word of God and how I see it. And I'm, my, my goal is just to share. I just want to share. I don't want a platform. I don't care if I have one person listening, zero people, six. I appreciate you being here. I just, it's, it's burning inside of me to give glory to God. And since podcasts are free and I have a laptop and a connection, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, but it was interesting when I was working last night, I was, I started up or yesterday, I was started up the memoir part again. And my, my computer was just acting up so bad. I, so I stopped and prayed again. I'm like, okay, then we're going to, we're going to approach it a little, a little different. And so that's why I'm <clears throat> doing it that way. The memoir for me was, was for healing. And if you need healing in painful areas of your life, of what people have done to you, um, or what you know, or what you brought on yourself, I encourage you to journal, or you know, write it out somehow, or speak it into a microphone that no one will ever hear. I have voice recorder on my, but this, uh, you know, the my PC. Just record it. You know, my sister typed out her whole history of what happened to her in Nebraska. It's just an amazing, amazing story. And she typed it out on Google Voice. Not Google Voice. Google Plus. Except it's not it's not there anymore. Um I think it's Google Plus. It's since been swallowed up by I don't know, some other blog, blogger. But anyway, I've told her, you need, to, you need to write that book. You need to get that book written. And maybe someday she will, but it's hard to do memoir because, you know, you can either change all the names and, and then put a disclaimer, purely coincidental, you know, or you're going to hurt a lot of people. I've not yet figured out how to do memoir without hurting people and putting it out there. So, all right, I'm starting to ramble. So anyway, with that, thank you for hanging in there. Um, I'm going to try and keep going because testimony is important, hence the name Kingdom Testimonies. And I pray you all have a blessed day.